Welcome to another episode of the Share Your Story series. This is a podcast experience where we get to explore humanity one heart at a time. I am your host, Jenny Dilts, and a grief coach who specializes in life. I am the founder of Grieving Coach and help people convert grief into power. If you feel inclined to make a donation to keep events like these going, you can follow the link in the chat and it will also be a in the show notes. Um, in this episode, I'm excited to welcome my high school principal, Mr. John Ani, who has been a wonderful mentor and a support system through my high school years and since. Mr. Ani is an amazing example of the strength of faith and relying on God in the tough times and in the easier ones as well. Throughout his life, he has experienced numerous losses, including his parents and his two-month-old daughter. During our time together, we will talk about how his Christianity has helped him through these times of grief and how his faith has been central in his journey. Mr. Ani, it's so wonderful to reconnect with you again and learn from you. It feels like we have the same relations that we did when, yeah, when yeah. I was sitting in the office in high school. I've not changed at all, bro. It's good <laughs> to see you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity to share it with you. It's it's so good, it's so good to read it, reconnect with you. Yeah. It, uh, you know, twenty years have gone by, and and you've accomplished so much. I, I was always very proud of you, and and uh, I knew you were destined for great things. I'm glad to see what you're up to now and helping other people. It it just so fits your nature and fits you as an individual. I I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. Thank you. So you have had some really tough losses in your life. I have, Jenny, and it, it, when I when I think back, actually, the first loss of a loved one was when I was three years old. I had a brother that died of crib death. Uh, Mickey was 18 months old when he died. Um, and again, I was just three at the time. Um, he uh, died of, of SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. And my dad helped found, set up the foundation for sudden infant death. Oh, wow. Uh, that was back in 1952. And um, over the course of years, um, of course, we had lost touch with what the foundation was doing. We knew there was still research and and theories and uh, a number of things going on in SIDS research. But then in 1975, when my daughter died, um, obviously we we began to look at several things. Is this hereditary? Is this something that I have to worry about with grandkids? Is mm -hmm. this something that that um, may affect us in future generations. And Jenny, they don't know any more now than they did in 1952. It's, it's tragic um, that people have perfectly normal babies that they put down to take a nap or, or go to bed and, and uh, they never wake up. Yeah. And that's essentially what happened to us. Um, and in uh, May, May 15th of uh, 75, uh, Angie was born. Mm -hmm. Perfectly normal, happy, healthy little girl that uh, um, came into our world. And uh, that summer after school was out, <laughs> of course, my, my life revolves around uh, school starting and school ending. Yeah. <laughs> As I know, you know. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. But that summer, I was living in Paris, Texas at the time and coaching up there. And uh, my mother had not been up to see Angie yet. So we loaded up in the car uh, and drove down to Houston to see my mom and mm -hmm. uh, let them meet Angie. And uh, Sunday, uh, July 13th, beautiful Sunday morning, I went deep sea fishing with some friends of mine. 
and uh, came back from fishing and um, it was 2.30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I was worn out and uh, uh, we fed the baby and uh, we we're in upstairs bedroom at my mom's and, and my wife and I were in just taking a nap there in the bed and and Angie was in the crib at the foot of her bed. And uh, I woke up and noticed Angie was not under her covers. Mm-hmm. And the air conditioning down there in Houston, of course, it was pretty cool in the room. So I got up and picked her up to move her to the center of the bed. And um, it was like picking up a waterlogged football. It was just totally lifeless. I put her on the bed and tried to resuscitate. Uh-huh. And um, we got 911 on the way. Uh, and my oldest daughter was three at the time and she wanted to kiss the baby and uh, thought that's what I was doing. And uh, Mandy still has some horrible memories of that. But uh, the ambulance came and Oddly enough, one of the EMTs with the ambulance was a high school classmate of mine. And Angie uh, had been laying on her side and appeared very bruised on her side. The blood, as she had died, uh, had created some bruising. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget him saying, Ani, what have you done? Mm. And... um, the ambulance took Angie to the hospital and I scurried up there in the car, drove behind the ambulance. And uh, as I walked in the waiting room, the doctor came out and said, Mr. Arnie, there's nothing we can do. It's sudden infant death. And again, I had lost track of what they had, what they had done in research. And, and um, at that time, I started studying some more about it and found out they'd come up with these monitors that you put on babies. Mm-hmm. Well, the monitors are fine up to an extent of scaring the heck out of parents because normally a child between the ages of two and six months will stop breathing twice during that time frame. Child and those that are going to breathe again start breathing again. Uh huh. Those that are not, they've had as many as four doctors standing over a child when she stopped breathing and they couldn't revive her. So it's it's one of those. One of those things that's not meant for us to know. Yeah. And uh, when the time comes, we will. And uh, I'll see her again. Uh, but yeah. Uh, of course, again, we were down there in Houston. And the uh, any unexplained death, they have to perform an aut- autopsy. So... I had to go down to the hospital and and sign papers and everything to have the autopsy done. And and, uh, then we flew her back to to Paris and she's buried Mm -hmm. in the cemetery there. So tough time. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, one of those things that, that uh, again, put me in a situation where, Jenny, I was bitter for quite a while. I went through a very tough time uh, working my way through that. And um, my wife and I at the time, we didn't, we didn't know if we wanted to have any more kids. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we put it in the Lord's hands and uh, we were blessed with two more children after that that are uh, obviously doing wonderful. And uh, the Lord has a way of helping us through these things. and. Uh, I, I did have a very tough time reaching that point. But uh, again, I've got a little angel up there somewhere now that uh, yeah, watching over us. Uh, when, when Brenda got pregnant with the next child, um, my mother had come down with cancer and uh, was fighting that down in Houston. And... Uh, 
being that Angie died there in her home, mom suffered through a, a period of feeling guilty and blaming herself. Mm -hmm. um, of course, we all wondered, gosh, did the sudden trip down to Houston mess up her system? Some, I mean, so many things that we wondered about and, yeah. and couldn't find answers. Um, but when, uh, when we came up pregnant again, obviously my mom was scared to death about mm -hmm. another child coming in and not knowing what to expect. And, and, uh, and then she came down with cancer in, in December, it was diagnosed January, she went into a coma and, um, stayed in that coma. Amy was my next child. Amy was born on April 18th. I called down to the to mom's room and my brother was in the room with mom and I told Jim that Amy was here and everything's fine and he leaned over and told mom and she smiled uh, the first response we've seen from her in three months and then died the next day mm -hmm. so no doubt mom held on to know that Amy was safely here and everything was fine. And, uh, yeah. but that was, that was the next experience that I mm -hmm. went through. And then, uh, two years after that, 19, mom was only 52 when she died. Two years after that, my dad, I found him dead. He had been dead for five days when I found dad and, uh, he was only 58. So here I am, Jenny. Uh, I'll be 72 in two weeks. And, uh, far outlived the, mm -hmm. the life expectancy, maybe if you will, based on mom and dad. But, yeah. Uh, it's been an interesting journey. Here how, yeah, how has that been to know that you've outlived both of your parents? And it, when I sit down to think about it, dad was an amazing man. He was a, a uh, executive with an insurance company nationwide uh, not nationwide i can't use that term because that is an insurance mm -hmm. national insurance company and uh dad had moved us around during my um schooling years i attended nine different schools growing up because mm -hmm. uh, dad was always accepting promotions and we were on the move and uh i often wonder what dad would have done would had he continued his life for a number of years because he was an amazing guy he uh obviously uh very human made an awful lot of mistakes in his in his life uh later in his life developed a heavy drinking problem um and mom and dad both smoked their entire lives mm -hmm. uh, which was very normal back then yeah I, thankfully i don't see as much of that anymore but uh yeah mom and dad were heavy smokers and i think the cancer is what got mom and after mom was gone i think dad just kind of gave up on things mm -hmm. he only lasted two years after that so yeah but uh, anyway the, the grief that i've experienced has certainly made me stronger mm-hmm uh, the pain that I've been through has, I feel like, strengthened my relationship with Jesus and, and uh, my expectations of the hereafter. Mm -hmm. um, because I, I know I'll see them all again, and I, I know that uh, that reunion will be glorious when the yeah. time comes. Um, and, and I also know that that my belief in that, my understanding of it is solely the result of, of the experience that I've been through. And uh, I, my, my grandfather, my dad's father was a Lutheran minister uh, mm -hmm. up in Wisconsin and grandpa would preach a sermon in English and then drive out in the country and preach one in Norwegian to the Norwegian uh, That's cool community outside of Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and uh, uh -huh. Grandpa was a hell, hellfire and brimstone preacher. He could, he could lay it out, and uh, 
I did not get to hear many of his sermons, uh -huh. but the ones I heard made an impact. There's no question about that. He uh, he could he could bring it down to earth, and uh, Grandpa was an amazing man. So uh, I know that that was the foundation of mm -hmm. sorts, but I I was not a a every Sunday churchgoer. Never have been. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not today. But I know that my relationship with Jesus is very strong. And I know that uh, he lives in my heart. I, I try to maintain the Sabbath every day. That's awesome. Try to make that uh, my goal, if you will. That uh -huh. um, He has me here on earth living longer than my parents did for a reason. Yeah. And uh, I try to exemplify things that I know are important uh, for those around me. So that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Jenny. So, uh, yeah, uh, again, a lot of a lot of heartache, a lot of memories there, but a lot of unbelievable anticipation of things to come. Mm -hmm. so I can imagine that that anticipation was not there at the very beginning with all the bitterness how did you get from bitterness to anticipation anticipation <laughs> now the the bitterness was so self-centered and so um, controlling of mm -hmm. my day-to-day -day life that I, I realized I did not want to live that way. I, I had never been a bitter person. I had never been angry mm -hmm. prior to that. And the anger began to eat at me in such a way that, that um, I, I tossed it off. Yeah, I, I I sat down and prayed and and talked to my Savior and and uh, through that began to develop a better understanding of my role here and and the things that that truly are important mm -hmm. and being angry and being bitter and and hanging on to that resentment was in no way productive and there are things i wanted to do i wanted to be principal of Waxahachie high school yeah i wanted to to be able to to work with young kids like you in such a way that maybe i could make a difference and uh, uh again i was coaching at the time coaching football and baseball which i dearly loved and and uh um, it just evolved into a situation where um, I wanted to be a better person. Mm -hmm. And the Lord helped me reach that point. I, I truly feel I, I, uh, I, I'm blessed with uh, some amazing kids. Now some awesome grandkids. Mm -hmm. Two great grandkids on the way, one due in September, one due next March. Um, I, I've, I've been blessed, Jenny, in, in a number of ways. I, I've got tremendous kids like you that I still hear from. Mm -hmm. Some that I coached. Gosh, I started my coaching career in 1973. This coming year will be my 48th year in education. And uh, I'm going back for another one. <laughs> but, uh, awesome. I, I enjoy that interaction with with yeah. you. I, I think it helps keep me young to an extent. Yeah. But uh, it's getting up day after day, leaving the bitterness behind, striving to be a better better than I was the day before. Mm -hmm. um, allowing the Lord to make the changes in my life and the improvements in my life um, an everyday occurrence. 
and uh, I, I welcome him with me every every single day I get up, and I'm thankful that that he holds my hand and uh, helps me through it all every single day. So. That's incredible. Do you think you would have had that relationship with the Lord if it hadn't been for the losses that you experienced? Wow, Jenny, it's probably not, probably not to the depth of understanding and belief. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, and don't get me wrong, I've always been a strong believer and, and, and know my Lord and Savior and, and God in heaven is mm -hmm. in control. I know all that, but I don't know that I would have released as much control as I do now. Yeah. Had it not been for the pain and the anguish and seeing how unproductive the bitterness and, and anger was during those years, um, I, I don't think I'd be the man I am today. Mm -hmm. And those, uh, those years, I, I was lost. There's no doubt about that. I continued coaching, um, but I was not. I was not as completely involved as I needed to be. Mm -hmm. um, as the years went along and I started seeing kids that were born in 75, the same year Angie was born and passed, I began looking forward to seeing them as high school students. Know, trying to to put in my mind and, and Jenny you were part of that age group uh, that uh, when it reached the point where kids born in 75 were in high school um, it, it brought a whole new perspective yeah. for me to to those kids uh, Again, I still hear from from kids that I coached and taught in 1973, but those that that were with me in the late um, you know the late 80s, 90s, 2000s, um, those are the ones that I began really looking to. Gosh. Would Angie have been like this? Mm -hmm. you know, would, would, how would Angie have fit in with this group? Um, and in my quiet moments, my reflective times, my thoughts would often go there. Yeah. And that helped me connect even more completely with my students. Um, and then I began to see the the connection with my staff members that were just having children, that were that were uh, starting families, mm -hmm. uh, and how important it was to let them know that uh, I was there to talk talk to if there were any problems that came up. I, I have had staff members that lost children to crib death. And I felt like I was able to help relieve their years of agony. Mm -hmm. um, there were a couple that uh, went through some pretty tough times there too. Yeah. And, uh, so again, through it all, my blessings have been so extreme. My opportunities have been there for me. Um, and I really do feel like a blessed individual. And Angie's a, a big reason for it. Mm -hmm. Mickey, my brother, a big reason for it. My mom and dad. Um, and there's, there's so many reasons to look forward to what's next. Yeah. And, uh, 
and I truly do absolutely you know jenny through it all my health I, I i've been blessed with very good health up until two years ago i uh, uh memorial day weekend two years ago i was up in the attic changing the air conditioning filter and collapsed just fell managed to after 45 minutes of laying there unable to move i managed to scoot back to the attic opening and slid down the stairs to the garage floor, took a step and fell again. And um, managed to make my way to my recliner and sat there for a couple hours. It was early in the morning. Mm -hmm. Sat in my recliner for a couple hours and, and uh, managed to get up and walk around and, and didn't have any more problems. The next day coming out of school, I fell by my car and hit my head on the concrete and laid there bleeding. I couldn't move. I, anyway, they, they put me in the hospital for 18 days and found out I had myasthenia gravis, which I had never heard of. Uh, disconnect between the muscles and the nerves. And um, they medicated me for that. Um, I, as long as I stay on my medication, I don't have any problems. But in the process of doing CAT scans and, and upper GIs, and they found that I had thyroid cancer. I mean, you know, I was 68 years old and had never been in the hospital. So. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then boom. <laughs> so, wow. you know, the, uh, but I, again, I'm, I'm through that and go. Um, Health-wise, I feel great mm -hmm. as long as I take my meds. <laughs> yeah. I've never, I've never taken medicines before in my life. So anyway, yeah, uh, just getting older, Jenny. Just getting older. Happens to the best of us. I hope so. I hope it continues to. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens to the worst of us too. But it. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, through the through the grieving and the resolution of turning it all over to the Lord and mm -hmm. realizing who truly is in control, um, comes such a calming effect and a reassuring effect. Um, I don't know how many years I, I have left on this earth, but. I'm going to get up and, and keep going to work and spend as much time with my loved ones, my beautiful wife and, and family and, and um, be thankful for every single minute. Mm -hmm. And I, again, I, that thankfulness I know goes back to Angie. I, I know that through the loss of my child, I, I realized how brief it can be. And yeah. now we never know from one day to the next. Uh, again, her her autopsy showed her perfectly normal. It, reading the autopsy was difficult, but I mean, they weighed and measured a, every organ in her body. Um, everything about her was very much normal. And for her not to wake up after a brief nap um really put a lot of things in perspective for me mm -hmm. how has your grief changed over time interesting question jenny um i still grieve but it's more of a thankfulness mm -hmm. and the hurt doesn't go away right the ability to manage it does it does get much better does improve uh, i find little things that make me more aware of his presence mm -hmm. and make me more thankful for what i am experiencing and what i have experienced um 
and when I say I still grieve, um, every year I, I remember her birthday. Every year I, I remember and, and mention on Facebook <laughs> her, mm -hmm. her uh, going to live with Jesus. Yeah. Those days are important reminders to me. Again, not, not so much in a grieving way as in a thankful way. I had mm -hmm. Angie for nearly two months. So many people can't have children at all. Yeah. And uh, for that, I, I am eternally thankful. But um, and there's, there's still the memories that uh, the finding her as I did, the, the and it, it's so insignificant, but the comment from the, the EMT, mm -hmm. um, the blame game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, hit the family very hard. Um, all those reminders are, are reminders of how little control we do have. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus prepares us for our experiences in life. He helps us through those experiences. He's there with us every step of the way. Mm -hmm. And through that, I have become more aware of not my abilities, but his. Yeah. And as such, as long as I keep him in my heart, and as long as I continue to be thankful, I know that he's here to take care of us. That's amazing perspective. Thank you. The, uh, the life I've lived um, has, has been phenomenal. I, uh, uh, Sure, I'd like to go back and do it all over again. <laughs> I'm not sure I could, but <laughs> um, I I feel like I have made a difference for some. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like the Lord has used me in a way to uh, help with education, to. Uh, improve the lives of, of the amazing people that I've been blessed to work with. Um, I know they've, they've made tremendous differences in my life. Mm -hmm. um, Angie's death made me more alert to seeing those blessings. Yeah. Finding them and acknowledging them and being thankful for them. And I think that's probably the greatest lesson through it all is the thankfulness that I've been able to obtain and uh, live my life now. Mm -hmm. Were you able to see that thankfulness even in the beginning or did it take a while? It took a while. Yeah, it took a while. Through my, I, I had to get over that bitterness, that angry mm -hmm. stage. Um, and again, that anger and bitterness was so self-centered that I wasn't seeing blessings. Mm -hmm. I, I, was, I was asking why, why me? You know, what did I do wrong that I would have a healthy baby not wake up from a nap? Yeah. Um, so yeah, at first I wasn't recognizing. It took some time uh, and it took some realizations of, again, spending time with the Lord and, and talking over my situations with him mm -hmm. and, and knowing that he had the answers and when the time comes, they'll be revealed to me. 
until then, I, I, I don't need to know. It's not important that I know. What is important is that I know that he's in control. He's with me. Mm -hmm. uh, and he will help me through whatever comes up. And uh, now, uh, of course, through it all, God gives us our capabilities and and wants us to use those capabilities and utilize and strive for self-improvement and mm -hmm. self-awareness and handling our situations. But those are the gifts. Those yeah. are gifts that, that, that we have already received. Now our gift back is to utilize those capabilities for goodness, for for creating blessings for others and um, you know that so when I say I, I know that he will help me through everything he has mm -hmm. helped me through every step of my of my life and will continue to yeah but being the best person I can be is my gift back to, to, right. to God yeah. yeah, I think it goes both ways. He gives us everything that he has, and then we can in turn give everything that we have back to him. Right. And it's like a co-creation of our lives. I like that perspective. Yes, I, I agree. Um, our lives are so fleeting. Our time here on earth is, is so brief that all we can do is make the very best of our time doing what we know pleases him. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I fail many times, but I try mm -hmm. to keep that perspective in mind. Congratulations, you're human. <laughs> <laughs> that I am. <laughs> Uh, the grieving process is a difficult time, Jenny, to go through yeah. the things that, that I have to, to bury mom and dad at such a young age, to lose Angie, uh, it, of course, Mickey's uh, memories um, are few because I was very young when mm -hmm. Mickey died, but um, the memories that we have, I try to keep nothing but positive. Um, yeah. My memories of, of dad are not of the way I found him, but rather of the way he raised me, the way that uh, he cared about me, the, mm -hmm. the successful man he was. Um, mom was a saint. Uh, she was an amazing person, uh, raised four healthy, happy kids and had make Mickey in heaven waiting for. Her. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, Angie's time here was brief for whatever reason there is. Her time was brief and um, but brought so much joy. Yeah, just a bubbly, happy young lady that uh, that I have over the years tried to find resemblances of her in kids like you mm -hmm. and uh, and I did I uh, there are many times that when I was teaching before I became a principal I'd look in the classroom and wonder what Angie would look like sitting there in my math classes you know? yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you know those are the blessings that we find in everyday life and those are the the things that that keep me very much grounded in being thankful mm -hmm. and and hopeful and uh, very much consumed in my knowledge of the hereafter, knowing that that, that time will be a glorious time. Uh, of getting to see people again mm -hmm. in whatever form yeah. we see them. 
um, in in living in His Spirit in a way that that um, we can share our thankfulness and and speak of our blessings in such a way that that once again it's it's shared and maybe a blessing to other people. Mm-hmm. As you know, Jenny, I mentioned to you before we started that today we buried a, a coach that that worked with with us in Waxahachie, a tremendous man. And, yeah. and being there at the funeral and seeing his wife and, and two daughters and, and uh, he was, Coach Reem was 65 when he died last Friday. And uh, I know that at one time that was getting pretty old to me, but that's getting <laughs> so young now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, phenomenal the way the years changes and change our perspective <laughs> absolutely time has a really weird sense of uh sense of whatever it does like it it yeah. can be so fast and go go by so quickly and it can like years ago can seem like yesterday yeah. and in the future seems like forever away yeah and sometimes a moment can last an eternity that's true and does, and does last an eternity. Those moments are what make our lives so enriched. Those, those moments in time when, when the world almost stops for us mm -hmm. to allow us to totally digest what that moment is about are so critical and, and, and again, those to me are the blessings that that we have um, to carry through life with us and uh, my memories of of grief are far overshadowed by my memories of the blessings that that uh, that the lord has allowed me to to experience mm -hmm. and hopefully will continue to yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so what I advice noticed... would you give to others whose children have died in their in infancy? Well, um, stop questioning why. Please don't put yourself through that. It's natural. It's normal. You will wonder why you will question but as quickly as you can realize that when we're meant to know we will um, when you lose a child again cherish those good memories look for the blessings in it all and wrap your life around those blessings Try not to get bitter because that's wasted time. And that does not um, allow the memories and the blessings to, to really be understood. Um, that, that infant that you've lost is now an angel waiting for you. And be thankful for having an angel in heaven there for you. Um, because the time will come. That reunion will be such a tremendous experience. Mm -hmm. uh, please try to believe that through your, your anger and your hurt. Um, you will hurt. You will continue to be in pain. Yeah. Grief is real, but so are the blessings. And I would encourage anyone to, to focus so heavily on looking for those blessings that the grief slowly and the anger totally will subside. Um and seek help 
through mm -hmm. that. I didn't. Um, I, I never went through a counseling session. And Jenny, this is my first. <laughs> Thank <Wow>. you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but I, I have, through it all, openly talked about mm -hmm. my grief. Um, the fact that you remember me, me discussing it at some point in our experience means a lot to me. Uh, means a lot to me that first of all, you heard my grief, you knew it was there. Secondly, you remembered it in such a way that, that uh, you touched base with me about meeting with you in this format. Uh, that's meaning, that's a blessing to me. And that is one of the blessings that, that uh, I cherish. So I, again, those going through this, please focus on blessings for your sake and for the family. Mm -hmm. uh, talk about the good times yeah. and openly share the good times with each other. Because to dwell on the, on the hate and the anger uh, only breeds more hate and anger. Mm -hmm. so you've got to get through that quickly. And know that it's all normal, those feelings, but how you handle it defines you as a person. Absolutely. I should have put some Kleenex out here with me. I didn't. <laughs> Uh, it's all good tears are welcome thank you thank you tears show what's what's most important yeah. and i've shed many mm -hmm. over the years and uh the focus on family and on your loved ones is so critical through the pain. And uh, again, take Jesus' hand because it's there for you. Mm -hmm. Allow him to hold your head at night. Allow him to, to be in your day-to-day -day life in such a way that that uh, your problems become somewhat insignificant because he has a plan for it all and we don't know what that plan is um, but you're living it every single day and if you live that life focusing on the good focusing on the positives and being thankful for the experiences you're having. Life becomes so much sweeter yeah. and so much more fulfilling. And um, living your life hand in hand, side by side with the Lord is the most important thing any of us can do. And knowing that when the answers are meant to be known, they will be. And to question why we don't know now, again, is nothing but self-serving. Mm -hmm. And especially during a time of grief, you need to find ways of serving others and helping others. Yeah. And pointing out the blessings and the thankfulness that we all should have in our day to day life.
Thank you, Mr. Ani. It is so good to see you again. This has been incredible. Thank you so much for sharing your stories and your experiences and your growth and the lessons that you've learned. Jenny, thank you for having me on. Um, I look forward to hearing more from you. And, and if there's ever anything I can do for you, you know where I am. Would you like our listeners to know where they can connect with you? Certainly, yes. Uh, I am, of course, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Ani, A-U-N-E. Uh, and Jenny, I don't know what you've sent out or what, what you've posted. Please uh, put my contact information if I can be of any help to any of them. Um, again, I'll, I'll be 72 in two weeks, but uh, still working every day and mm-hmm. uh, still in the school systems. And uh, so, but anything I can do to help you or, or any of your friends, please let me know. Awesome. Thank you so much. You bet, Jenny. God bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. So if you enjoyed this, join us next time in our journey of exploring humanity one heart at a time. You can also donate to the program so we can continue to have conversations like these in the future. The link to do that is in the chat and also will be in the show notes as well. And more of my work can be found on my website, grievingcoach.com. And on Facebook, I'm jenny.renscherdiltz. And I'm also on LinkedIn, jennydiltz-grievingcoach. So thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank Thank you for being here with us. Thank you.